Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hi, and welcome to Off the Menu. I'm Lisa Endicott, president of Endicott PR. Today's episode will feature chef and restaurateur John Bennell of Bennell's Restaurant Group in Fort Worth. Thank you, John Bennell, for joining us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Glad to be here. Well, we know you as a Fort Worth, a Fort Worthian. You love Fort Worth. You're really active in the community. I love seeing you at the Fort Worth Food and Wine Festival. But for some of the listeners and viewers, they may not know that you were born and bred in Fort Worth. But tell us a little bit about your your early life and how you made it into the culinary scene. Sure. Yeah, I was, I was born uh, right here in Fort Worth, Texas, Harris Hospital, 1970. Um, I went to Fort Worth Country Day School and Arlington Heights High School. I uh, graduated from Vanderbilt University in 94, and then I went to the New England Culinary Institute in 97, 98 up in Vermont, um, one of the greatest experiences ever. Uh, I always grew up cooking. I loved cooking, and my parents were both really good in the kitchen, and very different approaches, but they were both really good, but I never thought about it as a profession until I had another career. I actually got out of Vanderbilt and was a teacher. They had the number one education department in the nation many years. They did when I was there, and uh, I was a middle school and high school math and science teacher for a couple of years, and then it just hit me one day that I'd, cooking should be just passionate about it, and it's something I've been doing my whole life. I, I should start looking into it, and and I did. I went to went to culinary school when I was 26 years old. I absolutely fell in love with it. And I've been in the industry ever since. So was it a, a family member? Was it was it a, a, a home meal that you cooked or were you working? You know, I started at McDonald's, John. So I, mm-hmm. <laughs> where where right. was that impetus? Where was that start for you? I was doing my own research with a little book called The Guide to Culinary Schools from the U.S. and around the world. 
And I was looking at different programs that I thought looked, you know, interesting. And when I called New England Culinary, uh, they, they call it Necky. Uh, when I called Necky, they said, you know, I answer this phone every day and answer the same questions. And my question to you is, have you ever worked in the industry? And I said, no, but I would love to get in. She said, do yourself a favor, get a job in the industry, go work for an independent restaurant that has a chef, a place that you could, you know, in, see yourself working, a restaurant that you really like, that you respect. Go tell them you'll work for free if you want, but work for a while, get some industry experience, then come to school. So many people go to culinary school and just think it's going to be so fun. And within two weeks, they go home thinking, yeah, that was the biggest mistake ever. There's a big difference between loving to cook and doing it for a living. And once you've gotten into a professional kitchen and seen the, you know, the culinary scene from the, from the back of the house, it's a very different perspective. And it, it was very good advice. I worked a, a full summer at Mediterraneo for Chef David Holbin in Dallas and just fell in love with the entire thing. And, and he wrote me a recommendation. I went to school and the rest is history. So when did I worked at Mediterraneo with David Holbin? When did you work at no, Mediterraneo? No, you did yes. not. Yes, I did. <laughs> that when, would have been 96 that I worked there. I worked there in 96. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I was over on the dessert and salad line, pretty much just plating stuff up with Michael Weinstein, yeah. uh, David Woodward, uh, the, the whole gang. I remember them all well. It was a very talented crew. Do you remember Devonir Chiamente and Johnny Diller? I do. Devonir was kind of the, the, the head GM, uh, the, the front man, the face of the place. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That's so wild. <laughs> um, Fort Worth is just getting smaller. <laughs> that's right. So Fort Worth has really evolved. I mean, just recently, Travel and Leisure named their top 15 cities and Fort Worth was number 13. You know, would you have thought that, you know, back We should be at least top three or four. I can't imagine how we ended up at 13, but yeah, I can believe it. Fort Worth has grown like crazy. I mean, we're the 12th largest city in the nation, but our food scene has gotten so di diverse and fun. It's creative, imaginative. When I think back to growing up, you know, 70s and 80s, the only fine dining in Fort Worth at all was either the country clubs or the European restaurants, you know, the, the London house, the, the Swiss house, a handful of European places at, at most. And that was it as far as, you know, nicer restaurants. And when you look at the, the types of ethnic cuisines that we've got going, so many different chef inspired places, Fort Worth is just growing all the time. And it's so much fun to be part of it and, and to just see it, it blooming right now. It's fantastic. So are there, once you started, and that was about 2001, um, were yep, there we other, yeah, were there other chefs, mentors in the business that, you know, helped you through some pivotal times, um, you know, anyone that you still, you know, hang out with today? Um, my first culinary instructors, when I really look back and like 1981 were Rennie Steves and Louise Lamensdorf. They had the, the French apron cooking school and they taught it uh, in their house. And I remember going there as a kid, I don't know, maybe 10 of us in class. My mom just sent my sister and I and said, oh, there's a cooking class for kids. Y'all go take it. And we came home and said, what'd you make? I was like, well, we made uh, pizza from scratch, made the dough. Then we made these phyllo dough triangles. First time I'd ever made a roux for the cheese filling and we made paella. So, um, Icons like that in Fort Worth are just, you know, some legends that we all uh, remember well. Walter Kaufman was one of the one of those Fort Worth legendary restaurateurs, the Swiss House and 
um, up until he passed, he never gave up the industry. Even when he wasn't working at a restaurant, he would still come by every restaurant, talk to us, show us some clippings out of the news and uh, just stayed involved, uh, you know, with all of us. Well, I was, re I was reading recently that um, was it last year before uh, Mayor Price left her post, you got a little uh -huh. uh, award from her party. Tell, tell a little bit, tell us a little bit about that. She surprised me on that one. Usually nobody can pull one over on me, but uh, she booked a party at Waters, uh, the whole restaurant, a buyout. I mean, a full deal. She said, I'm kind of doing my last hurrah before I leave the mayor's office. And I want to say thank you to a bunch of my uh, donors. And I hope you can be there that night to, you know, kind of come see it, but I'm going to, you know, do my last wave and, and say, thank you, Fort Worth. I said, great. Well, we appreciate you buying out the restaurant. I think that's going to be wonderful. And then when I showed up to the restaurant, I looked around and said, what, why are my kids here and my dad and all my <laughs> friends and all the other restaurant owners and there's something going on here. <laughs> Turns out she had, had, specifically gathered everybody together to give me a recognition for all the work we've done during uh, during COVID uh, to help out other restaurants. And that was, that was pretty touching. It's hard to get me speechless. That was <laughs> one of the few times. So you all pivoted and created these family meals to go. You mm -hmm. also, uh, a lot of your staff volunteered during the Food and Wine Festival to raise money for out-of-work hospitality workers. I know uh, yep. You worked with Russell and Julie. Um, tell me a little bit about, yeah. you know, what all you've done, because I don't think everybody's aware. Yeah, there were several, several different things that, that evolved during COVID that just, you know, you, you, you just keep putting out fires as much as you can. One of the things we kept seeing, especially Russell and, and Julie were instrumental in saying, you know, we, through the Fort Worth Food and Wine Festival, our, our charitable side, the, the Fort Worth Food and Wine Foundation, which is our whole reason for being there. We're, we're a charitable group. They said, right now, the charitable group is not the, the kids going to culinary school. The charitable group is the restaurant industry itself. And the biggest identifier that, that we found that the people in need that, that we saw were the, the restaurant workers who were displaced through no fault of their own. They were just, their jobs were eliminated. And so we, uh, within a few months, we were able to give out in grants uh, over $120,000 specifically to restaurant workers who were having trouble at that exact moment when they needed it to try and, uh, you know, just, just get through the hardest times during quarantine when uh, there was so much going on. Um, also, right when, when COVID was about to hit, we had a meeting, a lot of restaurant owners and, and Betsy Price all sat down and met on, uh, I remember it well, it was March 16th of 2020, and she said, you know, I don't, I don't intend to shut the restaurants down. That's, that's not what I want to do. And during that meeting, one of the other restaurant owners held his phone up and said, Dallas, just shut all the restaurants down. And she said, well, if I have to make difficult decisions and I have official news to give out to y'all, I'm not going to be able to answer all your phones and text messages and emails the way I, I normally would. There's a lot going on. Designate a point person. And when I have official information, I'll give it out. And I looked around the room and went, oh, <laughs> I guess it's me. So we took the, the email list from the Fort Worth Food and Wine Festival and Foundation and started a really big comprehensive list of all the restaurant people from managers to owners to chefs, anybody. And we were willing to put anybody else on that list. And I started sending out informational emails all during COVID. And 
kind of as a, as a liaison between the mayor's office and the governor's office and the county judge's office and Senator Cornyn's office. And so many different things would come out. And sometimes it was, hey, guys, I got great news. Governor Abbott just said, I'm lifting the alcohol restrictions. You can sell all alcohol to go. And that's a, kind of a lifeline for us to be able to sell something. Or, uh, hey, the new rules are tables can be uh, no bigger than 10 and have to be six feet apart. And, you know, occupancy is up to 50%. All these different rules kept changing weekly. And usually you'd have to watch the governor's press conference to find out things. Or I'd have to send a, an email to the county judge and say, all right, now what's the new regulation on this one? So the entire time of quarantine and, and reopening with all these rules, I just had this massive email list going to the entire industry. So that, that was kind of the culmination of that when Betsy said, hey, every one of y'all, let's go, let's go have a party at Waters and surprise them. That's kind of where that one came from. And it was, it was really nice. I, to be honest, it was, it was really touching to see everybody's face again. It had been way too long that we were just emailing and Zooming all the time. It was nice to actually be all together once again. Well, thank you. Those were some of the best events. So um, the festival, you know, out in person and then those dinners at Heart of the Ranch, um, you know, inside shops at Clear Fork, they were great. So we, yeah. we touched on, fork. yeah, yeah. So we touched on the foundation. So um, we're celebrating the 25th anniversary of Restaurant Week. So fantastic to remind everyone that, you know, every meal supports feeding people through the North Texas Food Bank. Uh, it also goes toward mental health counseling at the Lena Pope home in Fort Worth. So I know you've, you've been a champion of Restaurant Week uh, and we lost one of our, our leaders just recently, Jim White. And I think um, you definitely knew Jim and um, can you share some thoughts about Jim? Jim was Jim was quite the legend. I, I miss having that guy around. He was one of the most fun people in a restaurant. He always had just amazing stories. And I, I, I tell you, you want to talk about a legend. This man successfully made cooking on the radio a possibility. I mean, that, that's a skill level that very few people could possibly do. I cooked on his radio show several times and people would comment, say, oh yeah, I heard you on the radio the other night. You were cooking something. It sounded great. <laughs> Jim was a legend. There'll never be another. Well, that's great. And um, do you have a favorite restaurant week dish or you can tell us about what's, what will, what we'll be having, you know, we can that's talk past. That's a tough one. We, you know, we've been doing it at Bonnell's for 21 years and at Waters, I believe I'd have to look it up. I think this will be our eighth or ninth year at Waters to do it. We've done a lot of dishes over the years, and so I, I, I love them all. Um, one of our deals is we say, you know, whether you come in to get the special or whether you order off the regular menu, we're going to donate the money either way. So by all means, we're going to offer the discount and offer a special, but a lot of people want to come in and say, oh, I think I may just add a couple of appetizers to it and kind of see what else it is you offer. We usually don't write our restaurant week menu until about a week or two out we usually try to see what's, uh, you know, what's on special, what's fresh, what's looking great at the time. We may find a really good, uh, you know, fresh seafood option to put in, or we may, may find that there's a, a really good deal going on ribeyes at the time, and we can offer a steak for the entire thing. So we try to kind of watch what's fresh or see what our garden's producing at the time and get our menu items in at the last second. So no, no hints just yet as to what we'll be doing this year, but we usually try to make sure we've got, uh, you know, one kind of a beef option, a fish option, 
maybe something with quail, something a little wild game here and there. We like to keep it different and keep it fun every year. Well, that sounds great. So coming, talking about future, you have a new restaurant coming. Um, and I, yeah. I think it's on the horizon. We're, we're talking burgers and briskets, correct? That's it. John's Grill Burgers and Brisket. I think it looks like uh, early September, we're going to be open. The signs are going up. We are, we are getting ready. It's, it, it's getting there. We're just down to the last couple of permits and inspections and things like that. So I, I think we're going to be ready to go early September. Uh, John's Grill is an homage uh, and a tribute to the late John Meyerson, who owned John's Grill at TCU for many years. Um, he passed away. It's been, it's been about 20 years. And I always miss that guy. He knew how to spell his name right, J-O-N, as it should be. <laughs> and he was just a really great restaurateur and a, great, and a good friend. And when we found this spot right around the corner from the original John's Grill, I thought, what, what better way to pay tribute to an old friend than to, to name it after him? And burgers and brisket were our concept to begin with. My brother and I are actually raising the beef. So this will be a true ranch-to-table concept. We're crossing Akiyushi with uh, Red Angus for a really all-natural grass-fed, just incredibly tasty and heart-healthy beef. And we'll, we'll be selling the steaks at Bonnells and Waters and grinding the rest for burgers at John's Grill. Oh my gosh. So we, from tip to tail, you've got it covered. So I know yeah. you have a very, 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 very busy day normally, but you've shared with me that you, you do get out and about and you do love going, you spend a lot of time on your ranch. So tell us a little sure. bit when we're not seeing you in your dining room, what, what types of things are you doing on your ranch? Uh, hunting and fishing has kind of been something that my brother and I have been into our whole lives. So he's got some property where we're raising capital, uh, cattle down in Toller, Texas. They've been, they've been fighting some fires, but it looks like they're going to be okay. So when we're, uh, when we're working the cattle, we're down there near Toller. Sometimes we get out West Texas a little bit or up in Oklahoma and do a little deer, turkey, deer and turkey or dove hunting. My kids both love it too. And I always say my, my favorite food experiences are from the very beginning to the very end. If we, uh, if we went out and caught something and then cleaned the fish and had a fish fry with the family that night, that entire day, that whole food experience to me is, is kind of the most meaningful stuff. So getting into the outdoors is what, what keeps me, uh, keeps me sane. <laughs> well, I, when I run into chefs out in the city, like I've run into Dean Fearing at, at Mia's and at Torelli's in Dallas, I've run into uh, Chef Richard Chamberlain over at Thirsty Lion and Las Galinas. If you, my favorite people right there. <laughs> I know if you have a spare moment and you're not going to go to one of your own restaurants, where, where could we find you in Fort Worth? Where do you like, where is your hang? Oh gosh. In Fort Worth, we love to go over to Ellerby. We like Wishbone and Flint. There's a new one called, um, uh, God, give me just one sec. Uh, there's a new one called Beast and Co. That's fantastic. We get over to Fitzgerald once in a while. Uh, sneak into the bar at Riata and grab an appetizer, you know, right before service at Waters. It's fun to go see your friends over there, too. Uh, there's just so many great restaurants in Fort Worth. Just tons of really cool stuff. We go to Clay Pigeon on some special occasions or Piatello's right in my neighborhood. We sneak over there sometimes. So what the new Trey Mowgli is really good, by the way, if you hadn't been there yet. 
Oh, no, I haven't. I want to definitely, yeah, there's bad. like two or three of those I'm going to check out and add to my list. There you go. So looking ahead, um, beyond your restaurant coming, you know, what are some things that you're excited about going on right now in Fort Worth? And, and what are some things you're seeing in, for, for the industry? What are some things to, to look forward to? I know I spoke with Celestina Block about some of our past favorite restaurants reopening and, and getting, a new, getting new legs and a new life. Um, what are some things within your own company or within Fort Worth you're looking forward to? Sure. Uh, we've always been about slow and sustainable growth. This is our fifth concept to open in uh, 21 years. So as, as we get something up and running and, uh, and, and we feel it's, it's profitable and, and working, then we'll start looking to the next. So I don't, I don't have anything specifically on the horizon other than our first opening, but you know, just to see the entire restaurant industry coming out of such a, a difficult couple of years and starting to bloom again is, is great to see. We certainly still have our challenges. The supply chain issues are, are all over the place. Labor's higher than it's ever been. Cost of goods is, is going up, but the demand is there. Customers are coming back. Everybody's excited to see each other again. They're celebrating. They're, they're having catered events. They're having parties again. There is more demand than there is you know, the possibility to fill it right now, and that's an exciting time for us. We had a couple of dark years where we didn't we didn't know what our future was going to be, but it it's sure starting to look bright again. And the restaurants opening, the food and wine festivals, planning for our biggest and best ever next year, ready to you know do everything with each other again. That's just the fun part. Well, that is something to look forward to, and that is the icing on the cake. Um, again, as we talk about the last twenty five years. Anything that stands out to you as far as a, a happening at one of your restaurants or something that occurred with an employee or a guest that is very memorable, very, very touching, very funny? Is there something that sticks out um, that you might, might oh, be able man, to that's, share? That's a big category. That's a tough one. <laughs> uh, it's pretty fun. I, Quite a few years back, we had someone come in and say, it is, our, it is our mother and grandmother's 98th birthday and she wanted to celebrate it here. Just recently, we celebrated her 104th. Wow. I love to see every year, this is our thing. We come back every time. I, I, I love just seeing stories like that. When, when people find their happy place and, and we get to be part of it, that is the most fun part of the industry. I love to get to walk to the tables and say hi to people. In the kitchen, I mean, yeah, I love the kitchen life and I love exactly how stressful it is and hot, and, but you don't get that interaction with the customers. When you go out and find it, someone's anniversary or they just got married and this is their celebration. When you get to share that kind of stuff with, with your customers, that, that's the fun part. That's what, that's what keeps us going. Well, we're looking forward to restaurant week and we're looking forward to many more celebrations and congratulations on John's Grill. And I can't wait to come check it out. Thanks so much, John. Can't wait to show it to you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 